Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kaylin Patterson, P4P Real Talk Midwest Muffle in the house. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for something, I don't know, maybe some stuff for uh, getting a better body naturally, I don't know, you could. You could really. But anyway, <laughs> if you are looking for something to drive your goes like what does right? Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Only oh, the purest like ice that. cream of the purest ingredients. Oi, oi, oi. Ossie, ossie, oi, oi, oi. There you go. There's a good girl right there. Huh? <laughs> you gotta love her now. Well, anywho, check us out at P4P Muffle. And now, let's chit-chat with the banter. Hello, Desiree. Hello, hello, hello. How are you this fine evening, Kaylin Patterson? I have had a blessed day, and I have to brag about it, because I've had some wonderful students in the classrooms doing all kinds of kickboxing and all that, such and rubbish. But it's been a lot of fun. I got blessed to do the night class as well, full of energy, full of life, full of people ready to be healthy by this summer. I'll take it. And I had a lot of fun doing so. And the reason it was so much fun is because I had a recent injury, and I was really worried about it becoming a problem. But once again, JoJo gave me all the steps and tips to make sure I wouldn't re-injure it or make it any worse. And praise God, all three classes were successfully and no injury. So I'm really happy about that. Very nice. Very nice. I'm glad to hear that your injury is healing because, you know, guys, I just have to say, Kaylin Patterson, one of those classic examples of when you think you can muscle through the pain and you shouldn't. But thankfully, he did not try to muscle through it for very long before he decided to get help. <laughs> and it turned out yes. he needed it. So it's a good thing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just so let's just learn. Don't muscle through it. There's, there's a difference yes. between muscle pain, muscle soreness from working it, and then all the other kinds of pain. <laughs> if it's yes. not just muscle stiffness, get it checked out because it could be something exactly. very serious, much more serious than what you think. There's an old cliche that says pride goeth before the fall, and I definitely would have fallen. <laughs> and we're glad that you didn't. We are glad that so, you didn't. So glad. So glad. So glad. So glad. So glad. Well, some falling. <laughs> It's a nice segue. Well, not a, it's a nice segue for us, but not for the people who have uh, decided that you know they can be above the law or before above regulations and stipulations and things that basically keep everything in even playing field. Sadly, the list is out for the IMBA, PMBA. The list is out. Yes, of people who have decided that you know. They need a little edge, not an extra workout, not better posing, not a new tanning solution, but things that can really throw a monkey wrench into competition. And that list is out now 
Of course, we have to do the asterisk disclaimer because people are saying, you know, it wasn't correct. But now, I don't know if you've seen the list, Des, but I have. And they're not just doing initial testing. They're doing a B testing as well just to make sure when the people start to complain, they already have that excuse blown up. And sad to say, you know, they're going to badmouth the organization for catching them, which is what I think is kind of ironic because that's the whole point of competing as a natural athlete. So you do have a way to regulate and catch the cheaters. So I'm, it's always disappointing. Uh, it's always sad to see the names that are listed because these are people that, you know, you and I are friends with on Facebook and suddenly we can't find their page. They uh, take themselves off of the social mediums. Uh, I noticed uh, the one that I sent you, I don't know if you got a chance to see it in uh, your messages, but I sent you a picture. This fella has gone off of uh, Facebook and off of uh, the, the, the Instagram. I, I'm not uh, familiar with Snapchat. I don't really deal in that realm, but I'm quite sure that he might have removed himself from that as well because he won some significant shows and sad to say that uh, he's been basically taking from people who really deserve that legitimate win. And uh, some of the names I can't pronounce. So you're you're so famous for uh, uh, being bad at names. I I think I'll let you handle that part. Oh, well, uh, thank you. Thank you for putting me on the spot for that. (laughs) I don't... You know, and I don't even know that I'd need to actually go through and try to pronounce several of these names, folks. So what Kaylin is talking about is the uh, Natural Bodybuilding Hall of Shame as uh, pulled together by the IENBA PNBA. So you can go to their website, naturalbodybuilding.com slash hall of fame, and uh, you can um, see the individuals that are listed on that list. But I will say... Um, several of them are international. So they are international yeah. athletes um, who have either made it past their, you know, homeland com- competitions, which I'm going to assume since they're part of the same worldwide organization that the same testing would be in place. But, you know, maybe it's not. It's hard to say, you know, protocol in different countries. But the, several of those athletes were international, and I just have to question, although this, this is probably just pleading ignorance when ignorance doesn't have to be pled, but with so many international athletes, is there just a breakdown in understanding of what it means to be an INBA, PNBA natural athlete, or, you know, something is just not there. Either the protocol is not in place or the understanding of the athletes is not in place, but there's just a large number of them from different countries. And I'm surprised that they make it to the Olympia as an enhanced athlete. So either they become, you know, they started to become enhanced after the fact that they qualified for the Olympia and just wanted to give themselves that edge before they came, or it's, I don't know, something's lost in translation here and I'm not quite sure what that is. Pun intended. Can I help out? I can help out in that. Yeah. Help me out. Let lay lay it break it out for us. Uh we've we've covered this topic um a couple of times and sometimes it's been glossed over. And it's not intentional, it's just because we're so used to com- competing and drug testing and competition. But our peers 
are, I mean, we have a, like you said, it's an international background. So let's start with that. And there's a lot of things we take for granted in the United States that we don't really think about on a day-to-day basis. One, when you're competing against your peers, there are people of the same language, people of the same mindset, you know, not, not always exactly, but in the same atmosphere and same realm in reality. One of the things that we don't think about or consider, and I was watching uh, one of the videos about uh, African, basically, Flintstone gym, where they were working outside in the middle of nowhere with basically walls to make sure that the kids couldn't play on the weights or injure themselves, but that everything else was pretty much in the open. And one of the things he was talking about is how they have to balance out the weights, how they have to make sure that everything's equal. And then when he got to the point of diet and, you know, how, you know, if he didn't have enough for food, sometimes he'd have to delay the workout an hour or two to make sure he had the right meal or the equivalent of a, a whole meal to basically work out. And these things we just, you know, take for granted. And then when you start seeing on the international stage, the best of the best, because in countries representing the country to the people that aren't really ready for that reality, that's a lot of pressure. And some people will meet that face head on, and some will feel like they need an edge to step on an international stage, which is sad, but, you know, to put that kind of pressure on yourself, but it does happen. I mean, I've seen it happen in many sports. Uh, Being an, an overseas player in basketball, I got to see it firsthand where when you're representing your country, I mean, that's, that's something you really have to think about. We'd be honored to do it. And if you've been on stage and competed, you basically just have to push yourself a little more and you're willing to go a little further in, in you know, putting yourself at, at your edge and trying to find a new edge without cheating. And I was really surprised because I one of the names I recognized from one of our groups and he has removed himself from that. You know, he's really ashamed of it. But I noticed that a lot of people uh, checked on that page, and they were pretty brutal with how they went at him. But it, he had basically apologized initially and, you know, said it was a lot of pressure. Uh, I had to use translator because, you know, it was, uh, it was in the uh, Arabic. And it was a lot of shame involved in that. It was a lot of uh, fear, you know, of, of not doing well. And the other thing was basically, like Bez was saying, claiming ignorance of, you know, being given given a supplement. We'll put that in air quotes because obviously it wasn't. And then realizing that you were feeling too good for too long. I mean, I, I can't think of a, a supplement that gets you through the workout. It's basically just making sure you're healthy enough to grow after the workout's done. This is one of those where you feel better than better than best, and you're still feeling like you could do a workout when your normal workout is completed. And I think that was the gist of what he was saying, which is sad because, you know, if something's going that well, I would question myself, you know, because I, I, it would have to be more than a full moon. But there's things that we don't consider, and a lot of times because it's so normal to us to compete on, on the grand stage from state to state, it's really something of uh, it's really something of an understanding 
that we can make it if we pull ourselves up to work even harder, whereas somebody who gave their absolute best considering their diet, considering the, the gym they use, the facilities, you know, taking in all those factors and then finding out that you still might be a little bit short. So I'm not, and I'm not talking in height or stature. So, you know, with that being considered, I don't understand it. You know, if if you're not ready to compete, then don't. If I mean, if you think you're not going to make it, then you don't have to step on stage and put that much pressure on yourself if you're not ready to do it. There's other alternatives other than enhancements. And, you know, a true competitor is saying this is the best I got and we'll see where the chips fall. Somebody else that's put too much pressure on themselves usually goes through an anxiety that normal people don't understand or agree with. But that's the nature of the beast. Not not every like I say a hundred times over, not everybody was born to be a competitor. And some people only can see winning as the only outcome. And when you put that kind of pressure on yourself, you you honestly, to me, you can't ever win. Even if you do, then there's the next show and that that same amount of pressure. Um, that was what I got from it. That's what I understood from the you know the way it was translated. I should have screenshotted. I didn't, but uh, it's gone now. It's been removed. So you know it shows that uh, whatever had been had been either deleted or removed or considered obscene. So maybe somebody was making comments that were way below the belt, and it just didn't taken off. But that was uh, the gist of what happened. Des, any thoughts? No, I mean, I mean, it makes sense, and I get it. It's still just, you know, it's disheartening. Um, and the other part of this announcement, um, which I have shared the post uh, announcing the link of the Hall of Shame for the INBA PNBA, it's on the P4P Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin and Midwest Muscle Facebook pages. So if you guys want to head over there, uh, check it out. And while you're there, please like the pages. So we know that Thank people you. are viewing the content that is out there. Um, this motivates us a little more to put more stuff out there if we know that people are actually using it for something, whether it be entertainment, knowledge, education, any of the above. You know, it's helpful. But uh, that information is out there. And um, if you look at the post, if you look in the comments, because the post is is pretty much above the belt, and it's just saying here's what it is, and Here's what you can expect for testing from the INBA PNBA. But when you read the comments, it's, uh, there's a little different story that's being told. Some allegations of, um, you know, athletes that have been shown to fail drug tests being welcomed by other natural organizations, which is another sticky wicket that um, kind of rears its head when you talk about failed drug tests. And, I I mean, I think that's almost, well, I don't know if it's worse than, but it's right up there at the same level of lowness, I think, as, you know, going into a competition knowing that you have taken banned substances, but then accepting yes. an athlete into your show who you know has failed under another organization, um, I I just there is no logic there to be understood. I mean, if that athlete has failed under another organization, A, their system is probably still full 
or has remnants of whatever it was they were taking, B, what makes you think they have changed their MO from one competition to the next in a matter of weeks or months? I mean, you're just setting up the other athletes who have registered to compete in your show to be duped again. And, And you know this. For the most part, you know it. I mean, some organizations are not transparent at all, and they don't publicize a failed test. So in those instances, okay, I can see how that would happen. But if you know if it's been made public and it's happened more than once and that athlete is still in your show, that's just bad form. Yes. There's just no well, other way to, to say me, it. it. It discredits more than just the promoter of that show. It it discredits the organizations, and basically it discredits the natural bodybuilding community as a whole, because most of the time people don't understand organizations; they just know it, it's a natural show, and that's that's all they hear. Because you know, I still know people that think the the IFBB is a a, a natural organization, even though they try to go with the NPC light they're still not doing the the testing. And and if you're only testing the people that you know are going to pass, then there's something wrong because there's no way a 17th place competitor should be getting tested and the winners don't. So, you know, I, I, I get, you know, the marketing part of it, but the reality like that is saying, if we know that we know, then why is this still a thing in 2020? Because, you know, we're starting a new year, and we don't want basically the athletes not showing up simply because they're saying, well, what's the point when we thought we could trust the organizations or the promoters in finding out you've been dealt another card? Because, you know, I know there's people that have been stepping onto the natural stages knowing being tested and, and, and competing as naturals. But if you if you're stepping onto a natural stage, I mean an enhanced stage, you already know that there's something amiss when when you're both the same weight, and there's so much more muscle involved with a person who basically doesn't have the the, the problems getting over the flu, the repairing is happening in four hours as compared to two days. These things do play a role in in people's mindset, especially when you're carb depleted. You don't want to destroy them mentally or physically and, and risk them not being the natural athlete that they, the potential is there to be. And if we're basically not being good leaders, then, you know, what are we being in the industry? We should be setting the standard, not basically lowering it. Yes? No, I would, I would totally agree with that. And so I just uh, – I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, we're not surprised. Some folks are going to continue to push the bar and get caught. Um, but what I will say is if you take a look at the IMBA, PNBA Hall of Shame, you will note this organization is not playing around. Every athlete that is listed there is banned for life. Now, there are some organizations where if you get caught, you know, the penalty based on um, – what you got caught with can vary. Sometimes you're banned for a year. Sometimes it's seven years. Sometimes it's life with life being the maximum punishment. But with the IMBA, PNBA, Mm -hmm. it appears, and it appears that it's life across the board. So if it's different, 
I would encourage and or invite the INBA PNBA to post all athletes who have received a penalty, regardless of the term, um, if they're not doing that. But if it is truly banned for life, then this is not the organization that you want to, you know, roll the dice with. Because if you get caught, you're done. There is no slap on the wrist. There is no come back and see it's in seven years. You're just done. Okay. And if it's important to you to be part of that organization, do you really want to risk that? Okay, I got a question. Okay. You good? All right, this one's from Macon. Um, He says uh, he's on the page, uh, on the site, I'm sorry, and he's asking how to find this wall. I mean, yeah, he said wall of shame. I think he should have meant hall of shame. Um, well, it all depends. If you are on your smartphone, if you are on a smartphone and you're on the website, I believe in the upper left-hand corner, depending on how the view is um, configured on your phone, you're going to see a little square box of, of lines or hash marks, if you will, stacked up. If you click on that, you'll get a drop-down menu. And under, I believe, testing is Hall of Shame. Um, if you're on your website and you're looking at the navigation, you're going to see home, events, membership, Natural Olympia, PNBA Elite, and testing. If you hover your mouse over the testing link, you're going to see WADA, and then you're going to see Hall of Shame. So you'll be able to click on that link there on either of those two places. Okay. Um, this next one, oh, okay. I'll take it. Um the, the cheaters, why are they allowed to cross organizations if they're still considered natural organizations? I'm sorry, Linda. Sorry. Sorry, Linda. They shouldn't. <laughs> that simple. And there you have it. Um, I think, like, it, here's the thing, guys, and I, I know it's frustrating I've been on that side. We've we've gone into this many times, but um, here, here's the thing: uh, a cheater is a cheater, and it it's it's not in their DNA to cheat. But like I said, some people can't fathom the thought of losing by any means necessary. That that would that would used to always scare me to hear or read when someone says they're willing to win by any means necessary, because that's a grand scope of moving. And I don't ever want to win by any means necessary. I want to give my best and I want to give my absolute best. Even if I'm not a hundred percent, I still try to give the hundred percent of what I can. When you start crossing those moral boundaries and moral limitations, there's a lot that you lose in the process of crossing them. And it's a frightful spot to wake up one day and realize the person you wanted to be, you're not going to be simply because you've become a cheater. And you find out that you've been cheating on many more aspects than a stage when you get to that point and level. Um, I've sat down with people. I've asked them. You know, once they crossed over, was it worth it? And I remember the first guy, he said it was great the first year, but then he started having the health concerns, the blood pressure went up, 
Um, I mean, he lost. I mean, I I consider myself having bad vision, but I can still, you know, legally drive without risking anyone's life or health. And now this guy is almost legally blind. And that's just from the blood pressure going up so high so fast that his body couldn't attune to it. And this is something I had never considered. I always knew about the liver, the kidney, and the heart, um, and possibly the cancer, the risk of cancer increasing. But I hadn't thought about, you know, the blood pressure getting so high that it would basically put the people's uh, everything else at risk, especially your vision and, and sometimes even your your uh, thyroid. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that they don't consider. They only consider the the thought of winning. <clears throat> and by any means necessary, like I said, it encompasses an awful lot. And I don't ever want to get to that point or thought process that this is still worth it. It's just, it. I, I mean, I've always, like I said, my dad was a cop, my mom, a nurse. So I've always considered the safety and the health to be uh, paramount because that's how I grew up. Um, but to even consider that. Other than that, is is quite frightening. But like like when when I was reading that fellow talking about the pressure of competing internationally, it it, it is disheartening and it's sad that uh, someone and you know we have to consider the peers of these of these guys or or females where they're either saying you know go for it you know what's the worst that could happen. Uh, so the people that you're surrounding yourself with. And uh, the company you keep makes a big difference because, as you know, I I had a lot of natural athletes that I was really supportive of, and they felt like they weren't getting the attention in the natural industry, so they crossed over and started competing in the enhanced realm, and before you knew it, because of the company they came, it, it became an easier decision to use because they felt, well, what are my chances of winning? in the enhanced arena if I don't get enhanced myself. So it's just that, that simple decision to step over and and be around that kind of mentality only to fall prey to the very thing you said you would never do as a natural athlete, you know, natural for life. And I, I remember having that or a hashtag when it first started coming out, you know, natty for life. And now they can't put that because they made a choice to put their lives at risk. And these are people that are that are parents. These are people that are well liked. They've got a lot of charisma, but they just don't think enough of themselves to take care of their health in a in a, in a successful fashion or manner. So you know, it's it's risky to compete if you plan on cheating, but it's also even really disrespectful to know you're cheating, get caught, and still say, "Well, there's another organization out there that'll let me do it." And the fact that they understand that they have that opportunity is just sick. It's just sickening. I mean, because, you know, it's like they say, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. And just, okay, you made the mistake. You made a mistake. People make mistakes. We got it. We get it. You tried it. You did it. You got caught. But to do it again, I mean, that's just, I don't know. That that's just bad juju all around. It, it just yeah. is. You can't even have the excuse anymore that I made a mistake because you already know you made the mistake when you got caught the first time. <laughs> but then you purposely choose to turn around and do it again. Ah, that that one is a tough pill to swallow. 
It just really is. I mean, I got, I know we sound really hard on folks that get caught and we realize people make mistakes. We get that. And there's definitely grace and forgiveness for those folks. But when you purposely decide to keep doing it just to kind of press your luck yes. because you want to see how far you can get, or you just think that you're so good that you're above it all, that you'll never get caught. That's, that's, there's, there's issues there. There's deep seated rooted issues there that need to be addressed for real. For real. Yeah, I, I think they should be, you know, given an opportunity to go to a, a therapist or something because there's some mental issues going on. I mean, we 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 have to factor that in because that that's a very serious point. There, there's something mentally wrong with you where this is okay to do time and time again because uh, the person that uh, I'm referring had competed many times. I mean, but, you know, if you look, like even with the situation with, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, uh, it's going to kill me. Well, anyway, when when he had, uh, Don't die. When the guy had been caught, I can't think of his name for nothing. Uh, Brooks, Brooke Wilkerson. There we go. When he had had his chance to win and had it stripped by a cheater, this guy had basically stepped on stage many times and and finally had been caught. And the supplement that you know this is back in the days, some years back, and he was trusting his quote unquote coach, basically dealer. And then when he realized you know that he was cheating, he he would step on stage anyway. Because he said, you know, well, I got away with it once, but uh, you know, so I'll probably get away with it again, considering you know where where he was competing and still new to it. And his coach was like, "Trust me, they don't test; they throw it away." And then he came out there for the BNBA, and guess what? He gets caught, and he he's banned. So you know, it they get caught, yes, they they are cheaters and they know it, yes, but how do we? ensure that it, it's a one-and-done deal. And I think that's what Des and I are referring. Because, you know, we have had a competitor that didn't realize what was going on. And he was very ap- apologetic, and he was doing everything to correct it. And I know the fellow that uh, had been blasted in New York and basically on social media for being such a cheater, where he actually uh, refuted everything that he did until he realized that he wasn't helping himself as a personal trainer or a coach because this is the same thing that he's speaking against is the very thing he's doing. And so he returned the trophy. Well, he didn't return it. He gave it to Brooke and uh, sent him the first place as a trophy to let him know how bad he felt. To me, it's too little too late. But at least he tried. And I, I think that's where if you're really apologetic, those are the things that show because there's some action be, uh, going along with the actual statement of I'm sorry if they even do that because what I've seen, the ones who basically are mad they got caught are apologizing for the fact that they did get caught, but it's never really a true apology or an understanding that, yeah, it's me that screwed up and not the organization. Most of the time I see them going after the organization attacking it I mean, just brutal with some of the verbiage that they use. And, you know, if you hadn't 
done this, that, or whatever, then this would still be a legitimate test. You know, you guys don't know how to do the drug test. All the thousands and thousands of drug tests that are happening, and, and just because it's you that they're going to screw up and, and ensure that you look the worst of the worst, I don't think so. I, I know there's been uh, drug testing mistakes. Uh, you see it in the, in the on the other side of just basically job having a drug test or stuff like that. But a contaminated issue every single time person, the one person gets caught, I, I don't see those odds. I've seen plenty of tests, and I haven't seen any that have come out on a particular person failing. And there's been one that, that you and I both know has failed in multiple organizations. And, you know, finally they started throwing the name out there to say, hey, you know, be aware of this person. And I'm thinking they should do that each and every time that happens so it doesn't happen as often as it does because it's an actual insult to the people who compete on a regular basis, knowing that sooner or later they might be robbed of the opportunity to be the winner that they should have been. That's uh, yeah, no, I think you had it covered. I mean, I I really got no more to say about it other than I don't, I don't you know, organizations you gotta step up. You gotta you gotta follow suit. If you're not reporting then report. And uh and for the sake of your other competitors and the rest of the industry, they don't need to be worried about, you know, going up against someone who is a known uh I guess cheater, for lack of a better phrase right now, that has been, um, that has failed, that has knowingly, openly failed at another organization. Um, you can't, you can't accept those people. So don't. You have to stay informed as an organization and also as a promoter. Know who you're bringing in. It's good to have the numbers. It's good to get the dollars because dollars make the world go round and you need dollars to put on a good show for your athletes and for the fans and all of that great stuff. So I get that, but not at the expense of the athletes who are doing it right. You just can't do that. If you got to turn somebody away, then turn them away. Do it quietly. Do it respectfully. I know organizations that do that. There are athletes who fail the urine test. Um, well, not the urine test. Well, they they will fail the urine test, but they fail the um, lie detector polygraph. test. The polygraph. There we go. And, um, you know, the, the promoters quietly send them home. <laughs> so, I mean, it has been done. It can be done. And you, too, if you're afraid of doing just that, you can do it also. And uh, if you're wondering who some of those promoters might be, drop us a line. We're happy to share. If you want to, you know, get in touch with them and just get some tips on the best way to handle these situations when they come your way if you are not experienced in handling them. But for the sake of the of all of your athletes and not just these few, you have to do that. You got to crack down. Yes. You know, and if, if something were to happen, God forbid that, you know, I failed the test for some reason. Not that I imagine that it ever would happen. Then I got to take my lumps and come clean. But I will not, and I pledge right here, never would step on another organization's stage knowing that I had already failed. I never, never would. Never would, and you can take that to the bank. Yes, Kalen. Uh, this was from Lewis, and uh, he's asking if we were put in that situation, <clears throat> what would we do about revealing the 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 person if we knew he was a known cheater? 
we would reveal them, or I would. I guess I can't speak for you, although I think I could. Oh, you one. Could we would, we would, we would reveal it. I mean, what else can you do? What else can you do? I mean, and even if you don't feel comfortable publicly revealing them, I feel like you have an obligation to notify each and every promoter and organization head. Okay, so if yeah. you don't want to put it out on social media and put a face with a name and just put it out there what they did, fine. But I still think there is a responsibility and obligation to notify the organization heads and ask them to notify all of their promoters. And that's yes. an easy email to the button because all of the organization yes. heads know how to get a hold of their promoters. It, it doesn't have to cost you anything, and you don't have to put together more than one letter that you email out. And if you go online, if you search, do a Google search, you will find a way to contact every natural organization that's out there. And all you got to do yes. is build the list once and you'll have it for future reference. So I still do not do not think that that, um, you know, even if you feel like you're protecting that athlete and you don't want to publicly shame them, it does not remove your level of responsibility to notifying the rest of the industry to the best of your ability that they should not be accepting this athlete onto their stages. I agree. And I, I would go even further because you're not helping anyone by damaging the industry as a whole. And I've been basically put on the front lines when it comes to knowing that there was a cheater and thankfully he wasn't able to get out of the building because I was actually doing the urine test. And the short story, he he had cheated, and he couldn't go to the bathroom because he was so dried out. He was took a diuretic, and it was just he just couldn't. I mean, no matter how much water we gave him, and after about two hours, he was thinking I was just going to give up and let him go home. And I said I got all night. I didn't, but I mean, I was just letting him know that we were going if we were going to he's going to try to wake me out. We had all day. And after two hours, I said, dude, just give me the trophies and go home. And I said, you, you you cheated and you know it, so just go ahead. Uh, you're, you're not going to be able to do the drug test because the diuretic had ran him so bad. He was so dried out, he couldn't go to the bathroom. First, he wanted to take his gym bag into the stall with him, and he had three, four different reasons of why. And then by the time we were done, it was kind of a, a, a wait-and-see kind of deal. And I was just letting him know, you know, I, I was on to what was going on. He's not fooling anybody. And thankfully, he, you know, he just grabbed his bag, left the trophies and, and the, you know, the first-place uh, medallions, and, and just walked on out. Because I said, it's just pointless for us to sit here for another two hours when we both know what's going on. And I, I left uh, the name with the, the promoter. Uh, they they sent it uh, out to the organization, and it was handled. You know, so, you know, if, if you're asking me, I'm already speaking. I'm speaking ahead of the time. And this is before the issue had happened where I had to feel that blow personally. This is long before that. I've, I've been a staunch advocate for speaking out against it. So it's like that is saying it doesn't happen to another athlete or the next athlete in line that's basically in the same category or class. So if, if you think – that I'm not willing to walk the walk. I've already done it. I'm, I'm speaking from experience on on how this works. It's an embarrassing situation, but I actually get frustrated and angered knowing that a person ran that risk and took that moment 
that because it's a special moment when you win on stage. It's a very special moment, and I don't think anyone has a right to take that from anyone else, knowing beforehand what they were doing. And many times, this is what's happening. So you know, I'm not afraid of it. There's no fear in my heart. I, I'm more protective of the natural athletes that that take that time to to get ready, prep, and compete naturally than basically try to salvage someone who's a cheater. If they're not exposed, then they continue to keep on cheating. It's just like in relationships. It's just like people that steal from their jobs. There's never a good scenario where this is going to be an okay thing, and you can't set up or mock anything where this is going to end up better and not worse. So, you know, just nip it in the bud. Like I said, it's going to be some hurt feelings. You better believe it is. And they're going to say some things that are really cutting to the bone to, to embarrass and shame you because it's better to have you embarrassed and shamed and silent than, than them exposed and having to quit cheating when they seem to be doing well. And I'll put that in air quotes when they're really not. Des? Yeah, buddy. I don't have any more to say about that. Okay. <laughs> All right, so and I feel like I feel like I feel like we've killed this horse. We not only beat it, we killed it for tonight. So I mean, guys, it's out there. We're sad to see it's there, but it's there. And so now it's just a question of what are you going to do next? Take your lumps and move on, or keep trying. When you should, so we can end on a good note. I've been yes. reaching out to uh, the international athletes. Uh, we we get a lot of them, but a lot of a lot of the issue is the basically speaking in English. So I'm trying to find uh, translators that are also in the organization, and we can do something like that because I have a, a lady from Greece that would love to tell her story, but she's not fluent nice. in English, and so I'm trying to get a, a Greek translator. And we'll have her on as soon as we get that opportunity. That would be fantastic. How exciting is that? And for all of our international friends out there, if you know a translator that would be willing to work with us for athletes in your country, and we can work out the whole dialing in business, we would love to do that. I would think that would be so exciting. We might only get three questions answered by the time we ask the question, translate the question, uh, and then translate the answer. But it would be very exciting. It would be a privilege. So that's awesome. High five for you, Kalen Patterson. Glory to God. There you go. There you have it. All right. Well, you know, I, I... all I have to say is I know on Thursday, Kaylin's going to take good care of you guys. I will not be on the show on Thursday. My oldest Aww. daughter, she's turning 18, and we have to celebrate. So that is what I will be All these doing. Birthdays, so, that's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I know. My son's birthday was on a Thursday last month. My daughter's birthday is on a Thursday this month. <laughs> Any other Thursday birthday? going to fall? I, not that I'm aware of. No other Thursday. Well, you should have had 2020. I think Ah. in December. Hold on. Hold on. I got to check this out. Let me look at something here real quick. Because I think in December, my husband's birthday may have been on a Thursday as well. Wow. It sure was. Three months running. (laughs) I had a family birthday on the 
today. Three months in a row, and you know what? Kalen has always been such a trooper, and he just keeps carrying on because he knows that he would ra- rather he would not want to be anywhere else but with you guys. Um, and oh, so he still, you know, he marches on it's and puts true. on great shows. So yeah. So there again, praise the Lord for Kalen Patterson and his dedication to all of our listeners in listener land and P4P Real Talk while Dez is out celebrating birthdays. <laughs> but <laughs> after this month, I don't I have, after this month, yeah. I don't have another immediate family birthday until August. Well, I have one in April and then August, but after that, we are we are solid. <laughs> we are solid. So there we go. Oh, okay. Hold on, hold on. Levi wants to know: Are we going to be at the Diva Classic? Oh, you know, we promised to be at the Diva Classic, but I feel yeah, like we did. is there another show? There's another show going on that same weekend, though. But I guess we're going to have to skip it. We are going to have to skip it. We have to be at the Diva. Come rain or shine. That's so true. I guess uh, Leif Anderson Leif Anderson better get a pink robe ready for the both of us. I hope he's listening. Yeah. Kalen, Kalen likes to wear a schmedium. So there's your size, Leif. Not, not pink. <laughs> they're pink. So if they're pink, it's what you got to put on. Yes, ma'am. Photo so I, there's going to be a, a schmedium with your name on it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> oh my goodness! No heels though, and no. Uh, no, I didn't say anything about heels. No, no heels. Just hey, if you oh, put on the robe, that's of, that's all that's required. Speaking of, did you see the video of the lady that fell over fifteen foot from the pole? No. Ouch! And she what never. What video was that? I'll, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. It looked painful, but she never broke stride. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's what you call grace. <laughs> Fall yes. in style. And that means. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Not me either. Yeah, just throwing that out there. And we're going to basically end the show on that note because we can smile again. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So, Snickerdoodle, shout out. Hey, Snickerdoodle keeps us attached to the pole and not falling from it. <laughs> Woo! So, on behalf of all of our forthright natty athletes out there and the organizations that support them, the boys from P4P Muscle, Kaylin, and myself, your body's a temple. So, let's build it. Amen. <laughs>